today. The, uh, you know, Epiphany is January 6th, and then the first Sunday after Epiphany is the Sunday that we celebrate the baptism of Jesus. So the scripture I want to read uh, to you this morning is, uh, is about that. It's from Matthew uh, chapter 3, beginning of verse 13. And then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? And Jesus replied, let it be so. It's proper for us to do this now to fulfill all righteousness. And then John consented. And as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. So this morning, we've been invited to a baptism. It's the baptism of Jesus. And um, the story in Matthew's gospel, the beginning of Jesus' ministry starts with his baptism. And then at the very end of the gospel of Matthew, the last words Jesus speaks before ascending to heaven are these words, therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And so in the Gospel of Matthew, the ministry of Jesus begins and ends with baptism. Now it starts out, Jesus went to John to be baptized, and at first John told him no. Now that usually would be a pretty bad sign. Uh, you know, if you went to the pastor and said, you know, I've made this decision, I've decided I'm ready to be baptized. And the pastor said, no, we're not going to do that. Not, not you. Uh, but John said, I can't baptize you because I need to be baptized by you. And uh, Jesus basically said, John, just humor me and let's do this. Um, this is how it's supposed to be. Now, now, Matthew is the only one that includes this conversation between Jesus and John about Jesus' baptism. And uh, it, it's a good thing Matthew did because it, it, it serves at least a couple of purposes. Uh, the first one is uh, to prevent any misunderstanding about Jesus' baptism. Because you see, John was baptizing people. It was a baptism of repentance, it was, it was a baptism of coming forward and repenting of your sins. And that was a little confusing because Jesus was without sin. So he didn't come forward to be baptized as a sign of repentance, but he told John, we're doing this, uh, in Jesus' words, to fulfill all righteousness. In other words, Jesus was being baptized in order to identify with us in our baptism. And so that kind of clears that up for us. The, the second reason uh, is, is because when the Gospel of Matthew was written, there were still a lot of people who, who kind of thought John might really be the Messiah. John still had a lot of followers. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, some of Jesus' followers were actually John's followers at first. And so there was, there was some confusion, and there were still people who believed that, that John really was the Messiah. And so in all the Gospels, you'll notice somewhere they take John down a few notches just to help everybody remember, you know, Jesus is the Messiah. John is the one who came to, to prepare the way for him. 
uh, John's not the Messiah. And so uh, since John's baptizing Jesus, you know, people were a little confused. So he's supposed to make clear that you know, Jesus is the Messiah, but this is the way uh, it needed to be done. And so, um, uh, you know, even, even after John was executed, there, there were people who continued to be his followers. But so this is to remind us um, that, that Jesus is the Messiah. And, and as soon as, as Jesus was baptized, this, the, this dove ascended, uh, the Holy Spirit ascended in the form of a dove. And then there was this voice from heaven, a voice that said, this is my son whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. It echoes what the prophet Isaiah said, here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him and he will bring justice to the nations. And that's a part of what we call the suffering servant psalms from Isaiah, which are, are psalms about the coming Messiah. And so in using these words, you know, are proclaiming Jesus as the Messiah. And so all these things happened at Jesus' baptism. But there were some things that happened at Jesus' baptism that happens at all baptisms. And, and I wanted to mention some of those to you. Uh, the, the first thing is that baptism is from heaven. And the phrase from heaven is Will Willimans. It's, it's not mine. Uh, just like that voice that spoke from heaven, not from earth, baptism is from heaven. It's, it's a miracle. And I don't know who heard the voice that day, but I'm glad somebody heard it. And, and they said, hey, th this isn't normal. Th this is miraculous. Th this, something supernatural is happening here. Something from heaven is happening here. And, and, and they were right. Because at Jesus' baptism, something supernatural did happen. Something miraculous did happen. Something from heaven did happen. And when you were baptized, it was from heaven. Something supernatural happened. Whether you were a child or an adult, the grace of God washed over you. And it was grace that we didn't earn, but it was grace that was freely given to us, a gift from heaven. And in that sense, every baptism is from heaven. Because every baptism is an outward sign of an inward grace freely given to each and every one of us. Now, when I got baptized, there was no voice from heaven. There probably wasn't one when you got baptized either. But there was grace from heaven, grace that washed and covered us. And then baptism is the beginning of our journey. In a lot of evangelical churches, this is misunderstood a lot of people treat baptism as if it's the conclusion. A person reaches a point where they want to commit their life to Jesus and they do so and then they're baptized and, and the transaction is complete and they're baptized and that's, that's, the, that's the completion, that, that's the goal, that's, you know, that's the conclusion of it all. But that's not what baptism is. Baptism is the beginning of it all. <laughs> baptism is, is where we start. Uh, you know, in, in John Wesley, uh, you know, he had this right. Baptism is the beginning of a process. It's not the changing of a status or, or the, the end of a commitment. When a person receives baptism, whether as an infant or as an adult, it is the beginning of our journey with God. It's the beginning of the Holy Spirit of God 
redeeming the image of God that is within each and every one of us. So it, it is, it's forgiveness, it's grace, it's, it's a sacrament. And there's also a therapeutic role in this justifying grace of God because the, the grace of God doesn't just wash away our sin, but it also begins to redeem us to make us who God created us to be. To experience God's grace in, in, in baptism is, is not a substitute for our obedience and our growth and our becoming who God wants us to be, but it, it's an empowerment that actually enables us to do the things that God created us to be. And I, th I think Wesley brings together nicely these aspects of both sacramentalism and the evangel evangelicalism because he emphasizes both the part that only God can do, grace freely given to us, but then also that we have the responsibility of working out our own salvation, of becoming who God created us to be. So Jesus' baptism was at the very beginning of his ministry. It wasn't at the end. It was the starting place. And baptism is the starting place for us. It's, we begin our journey of following Jesus. That's where things are just getting, getting started. So, so your baptism is not the end of the journey. It's the beginning of the journey. It's the commissioning service for your ministry. And since our baptism, God has been working in us, redeeming the image of God that is in each of us. And, and of course, you know, through provenient grace, God is involved in our lives before we're baptized, but baptism is the beginning of the journey of becoming who God created us to be. It's the beginning for all of us. And, and we're not through yet. We're, we're on the journey and then I also want you to know that we are baptized into a promise. One of the hardest questions that we grapple with in life is, is who am I? Who am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to be? Theologian Stanley Hauerwas says that question is answered for us at baptism. In a letter to his godson, Hauerwas writes this, I hope that it will make you all the more joyful that you haven't had to choose who you will be but will know it has been given to you through the Holy Spirit at your baptism. If you've been baptized, you don't have to wonder who you're supposed to be. We're supposed to be people who follow God, who exhibit the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, who live like Jesus. That is who our baptism tells us we are. And none of us have achieved that yet, but we're on a journey to being like that. That's the promise given to us in our baptism is that that's the person we can be and that God will work in, in our lives until we become that kind of person. And in our church, we baptize infants. And some people want to know, well, why? Because a baby can't believe the Apostles' Creed. A baby can't think theologically. A baby can't obey the Ten Commandments, which makes a baby utterly dependent on the grace of God to do for the baby what the baby can't do for herself. And so if a baby's going to get back to God, then God has to do everything to make that happen. But it's the same for us if we're baptized as adults. Grace is totally on God's end, bestowed freely on us, given to us. 
And then we are baptized into this promise, this expectation that we will grow up to be who God created us to be. And God works that same grace in all of our lives to help us fulfill that promise. Jesus was baptized into the promise that he would be the Messiah. Then he had to go out and live into that promise. You and I were baptized into the promise that we are the children of God. And now we have to go out and live into that promise. And God's Holy Spirit enables us and helps us to be able to do that. So today we celebrate the baptism of Jesus. But I want you to remember your baptism and celebrate your baptism as well. We remember our baptisms and we're thankful and we look forward to fulfilling the promise of our baptism, of becoming who God created us to be. And so this morning, I do invite you to consider the importance of baptism. If you've never been baptized, I want you to think seriously about this sacrament and what it means to experience the grace of God and the Holy Spirit working in us, recreating the image of God with which we were born. It is the beginning of the journey. It's from heaven because it's an act of God. It's not about us. It's a free gift of grace from God to us. It's the beginning of the journey. It's a commitment to continue and grow and become who God created you to be. All of your past mistakes and sins are forgotten and forgiven and we get to start all over. And it's a promise. You don't have to wait till you've got everything figured out, until you've got your life all in order to, to come to God. But in baptism, we are given a promise of the kind of person we can be. And then we spend the rest of our lives trying to fulfill that promise made to us in our baptism that we would truly live like the sons and daughters of God. We live out the promise of who God created us to be. And that's why baptism is important, because it's the beginning of that journey. Some of you have seen the movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And in the words of Mississippi theologian Delmar O'Donnell, come on in. The water is fine. <laughs> 